Hello, everybody. Welcome to Keys to Your Best Life. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I am here with the extraordinary Amanda Roberts. If you guys do not know Amanda like I do, you are totally missing out because this woman is anointed and appointed. And some of you in the Middle Tennessee area and throughout this region already know her as the woman behind the ball in the fall, which is a huge conference that's taken place in Middle Tennessee in the Nashville area that has attracted hundreds and thousands of women to come and really find out their identity in Christ and get the liberty and freedom that Jesus died for. So she is an entrepreneur, a mother, a wife, a ministry leader. Uh, she has a ministry called Ribbons for Grace. Is that right? Ribbons of Grace, yeah. Ribbons of Grace. So I don't have your bio up in front of me, so I'm going by. <laughs> Which I love that because it makes me feel feminine. And it gives me <laughs> a of grace. So, yes, absolutely. So, Amanda, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you on here because recently her and I, actually, I was uh, honored to be on her broadcast recently uh, in the women encouraging, uh, Christian women encouraging each other. But we'll talk about that a little bit in the broadcast. First, I want to talk to Amanda about the seasons and the transitions of her life because she is now living where I used to live. Uh, 30 years ago. So I'm a, a little bit envious of that. So, but I actually got to see her so funny because I got to see her in Florida last year when I hardly ever get to see her in Tennessee. <laughs> True. <laughs> but the Lord has taken you and Dwayne to Florida. And so tell us, give us an update on the Roberts and what God is doing in your life. Well, Interestingly enough, I, I'm one of these people. I like to know everything that's going on. I want to know where, what's God doing? What's next? What's coming down the pipe next? And the season that he has me in right now is it went from go, 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 go nonstop all the time to rest. Mm -hmm. And I don't do rest well. <laughs> and although I did enjoy it <laughs> after I kind of was like, okay, fine, Lord, I'll rest. Um, but I really honestly, truthfully expected to get a big assignment in January. I expected the Lord to say, okay, it's time to do the ball in Florida. Cause I knew eventually that would come down the pipe. I knew in 2019 that that was, you know, a season of transition and rest for us while we moved from Tennessee to Florida, because we ran hard. We ran really hard for about four years. Yes. And I know that there are pastors and evangelists and, and ministers out there who've ran for 40 years, you know, but we all process things differently and we all basically have different seasons in our life. And what I found interesting is once we got here, um, you know, I was just trying to be obedient and I was reading in Galatians one day and the Holy Spirit led me to the part where Paul had went to Arabia for three years after he basically made his transition from persecuting Christians to becoming an apostle. And he wasn't instantly an apostle, but he, the call was there. You know, the moment that, that he encountered Jesus on that road to Damascus, that is when the call was issued. And sometimes the call is issued but we have not become who we are called to be yet. And so the call had been issued for us and we didn't fully understand what that meant, what that looked like. Um, I won't go into great details because I'm just now learning um, 
what those next big steps are for us. Um, and so a lot of that is going to be, um, it feels a lot of times like God pulls you back to, to catapult you forward. So we're kind of in that pullback season. Yes. And so, but God knows I want to serve. He knows I want to serve. And he knows that, um, you know, that call on my life, I'll, I'll never forget uh, January 2015. He said, my daughters need to know that I love them. And, you know, that's my call. My daughters need to know that I love them. My call is to show God's daughters that he loves them. And we just showered them with love with the ball for four years. And now we're here in Florida. And so it's like, what next, God? You know, because I, I always thought I would just do the ball every year. I just thought that would that just made sense to me. I would do it till the day I died or until I passed it on to one of my children or somebody. You know, I just never thought there would come a time where God would say not now or wait or maybe never. Um, so we were planning on having an event here in Florida um, in the Santa Rosa Beach, De San Destin era area, um, October 3rd of this year. I'm still hopeful. <laughs> I know COVID has messed a lot of things up. Yeah. Um, so I can't complain. I've, you know, I'm healthy. I'm happy. We, you know, our bills are paid. So it's, if I, if I have to wait another year to do an event, I guess I can wait another year, but I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, the ball was, is so, so impactful and I can understand why there's that like, okay, Lord, let's get this cleared up. So whether it's October of this year or next year, it, you know, really God's going to use it mightily. Uh, for those of you that do not know about the ball in the fall, it was such a, an amazing, unique thing because there was so many things tied into it amazing worship and drama and skits and things that really caused you and what i loved about it is is i used to do these things called women's freedom retreats so we would have something very similar some sort of uh you know skip per se or something to and then activate that and that's mm -hmm. what i saw at the ball and oh my gosh i think i think i was at every ball and had the honor to uh be the mc at one of the balls and i was just blown away by the anointing how god just showed up in the lives and it was it was such a tangible presence of the lord and you can see the transformation of the faces of the women that attended and i remember seeing your husband and he was just so sensitive in the spirit i mean i was just like it was like god was doing something so powerful through yes. the ministry so mm -hmm. give us a little you know and i know we don't have a whole lot of time but tell them how the ball started because i know it was an act of faith and an act of obedience for you well, <laughs> I I never saw myself doing events. Um, I actually was in the process. I had finished writing a book. Um, my husband and I were full-time real estate agents. Um, you know, we, I honestly wasn't praying about, you know, God put me in ministry or God, I need, I want to do ministry. It was not, no, it was nothing like that. Um, I knew from a very young age that I was called to be a Christian women leader because there was a prophecy that someone um, prophesied over me that said that I would be a great leader among women. And when I got that word, um, it was like my late 20s and I couldn't even keep my house clean. 
you know, how am I going to lead anybody? I can't even keep my house clean. You know, that's kind of the place I was in. And so I kind of had forgotten about that. And I was approaching 40. I was 39. And all of a sudden the call came and it just, it wasn't, it, it, I wasn't at a church service. I wasn't thinking about godly things necessarily. I was just praying, just something that I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I said, well, Lord, um, he, I had a thought process of another book series and I was at the time I was writing um, Christian fiction and I had an idea for a second book in this book I just wrote. And so I'm thinking, oh, well, am I supposed to start writing that series or am I supposed to finish this one? Like, OK, now I'm confused. Why do I have two? I mean, I guess I can write both, but I mean, it took me three years to write the one book. But now I can crank a book out in about a month. So it's not a big deal. But back then I'm thinking, I got another three years to write a book. You know, I need to make sure I pick the right one. So I went to the Lord in prayer and I, I said, um, well, Lord, do I finish this book series or do I start this new one or do I just do something else altogether? You know, I always throw in other options that are outside of, of what I already know, like kind of like when Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Like basically, what's your will, God? What do you want? Do you want me to write these books or do something else? And no sooner did I say in Jesus name, I pray, amen, the download came. And I started seeing this stuff, you know, acting out on stage. And I heard the name, the ball in the fall. And I heard that ball was an acronym for balancing act and life lessons. And I knew it was supposed to be for women. And obviously if the name is the ball in the fall, we're doing it in the fall. You know? <laughs> so, we're not doing it in the spring. <laughs> and this, this, download, I call it, went on. It. I felt like it was about 30 minutes. I had went to bed at midnight and that's when I said my prayers and my husband said I woke him up at 3 a.m. telling him about it. So it felt like 30 minutes to me. Right. And But he says it was three hours. So after we talked about it, I said, I'm not doing it. And he's like, why? And I said, Okay, so do you know how much money that's going to cost? Do you know how much time that's going to take? What if nobody comes? I don't know how to do this. I've never done anything like this before. I don't even know where to start. And he was like, well, just pray about it. And I said, well, there's no need to pray about it because I'm not doing it. I wanted to sit in my little corner and take three years to write a book and kind of do it at my pace, do my thing. You know, I didn't want to be accountable to something like that. So a day went by that was that was actually um, December 30th of 2014. And so a day went by and then January 1st is when the rest of the download came. And that's when God told me I have called you for this time and purpose. Um, I have given you all the tools that you need. And then that's when the Holy Spirit said, pray, act, pray. And I said, you know what? I can do that. I can pray. And then whatever he gives me, I can go do it. And then I can pray again. That's that's simple enough. And in business, um, a lot of people like to use the analogy that how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Mm -hmm. And so how do you do how do you put on a ball one bite at a time? <laughs> and, you know, I, I had wrote little scripts and things for plays and things that we had done at church throughout the years. And I had done the little Christmas plays and things like that. So I had. When I looked back, I, I had experience in every single area 
It might have just been a little bit of experience. It might have been a one-time thing, but I had something to draw on. And the funny thing was, is when God, um, when God started giving me instructions on how to write the scripts, I kept hearing in my spirit, Carol Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept hearing Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett. And I'm like, what about her, God? <laughs> so finally, you know, and I remember Carol, Bur the Carol Burnett show. I remember the, the gone with the wind when she come out with the curtains and she's all like, and I just love that. I just thought that was so funny. So I go back and I watch them and I'm thinking, so do you want them to be funny? You want all these skits to be funny, God? And I felt like I felt like the majority of it needed to be funny. You know, not I mean, there would be serious moments, but I just remember him reminding me of that scripture about laughter is good medicine. Yes. And I said, you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're going to make them laugh. They might cry, but at the end, they're going to have a ball. And then our slogan, our motto or whatever you call it came, it evolved into, I laughed, I cried, I had a ball. And so everybody loved that because that explains it to a T. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is so true. And I love it. Listen, it was, it's deep topics uh, that were covered, very important topics. But when you come at people with all that heaviness, they can't process it in one day. So right. that's, I think what was so effective about it is there was relief all throughout it. And the Bible says that laughter is a good medicine. So whenever we are in that state of healing and then we laugh, I know sometimes after I have like been belly laughed, just like everything left out of me that I get a breakthrough and yeah. you know, God works through all of that. And it was just amazing. So listen, you guys, when, how, where, it doesn't matter. You've got to get to the next ball, whether it's online, whether it's in uh, Florida, whether it's this fall or next fall or wherever <laughs> it falls out to me, you know, or falls out. <laughs> Um, you need to get there because it is very, very powerful. And I actually absolutely love how God downloaded it into you, but your act of obedience and how he prepared you. Like you said, you had a little snippet. And I think that sometimes when we're going through life, we'll look at things that we're currently doing. And maybe it's something that we're kind of like, you know, I really don't want to do that. Or I'm not called to do that. You remember in the church, everybody's like, well, I'm not called to minister to kids. What? What? You know, I mean, for real. So everything <laughs> that we do, prepares us for the next season. Yes. You know, I think about now the teens that I work with on the cloud that are going through very trying circumstances with, you know, bondages and things that, you know, they're trying to break free from. But back when I, in 2000, before I moved to Tennessee and I lived in the Orlando area, I was involved in a ministry called the last wave. And it was a, a light club, not a nightclub. It was the largest nightclub in Central Florida in the Orlando area that was converted into a light club. And there was Christian hip hop and there was rock bands and there was graffiti, break dancing. You know, it, it was just crazy. And I was around all these teenagers and, the, and, you know, at the time I was doing detention ministry and things like that. And I was like, Lord, really? You know, really, this is, you know, and so when I got to Tennessee, I got thrown into women's ministry. And so for many years, I wasn't exposed to the younger generation until probably about seven or eight years ago. But that time, God was using that 
Mm-hmm. to prepare me for what I do now. So mm-hmm. you know, the Bible says, don't despise small beginnings. So those little right. snippets of things that we do, the Christmas plays you did, the scripts you wrote, uh, you know, the, all of those pieces fit together so that you would have the skill set to pull off something that was going to minister to hundreds and hundreds of women and thousands really, because now it's helped transition into your group. And I want to tell the audience about the group because I'm in the group. I love the group. I know lots of women in the group. Tell us how God spoke to you. Because at the beginning of the year, he spoke to me and told me to do this broadcast. But he also stuck to you about groups. So share with us. Well, it's kind of interesting because I started that group five years ago. And initially, the group was the ball in the fall. And it was for people who had come to the ball or people who knew people or, you know, people who wanted to invite people. It was just that's what it was. And it grew pretty quickly. I would say we were up to about um, 3000 members by the third ball. And collectively between all the balls, I think um, I calculated, we touched 1500 women, um, but we'll, we'll never know the domino effect from that. I know, you know, I've heard so many stories about people who, Um, gave their life to the Lord and then started going to a church and then they became, they got into ministry or this one brought their daughter and their daughter started going to Trevecca and now she's into counseling. And so there's this, there's this trickle effect for everything that we do. Um, But I was expecting something different in January, like I said before. And um, this group had kind of honestly had been sitting dormant um, for a little over a year and we went to a business conference in January in Nashville and um, I'm sitting there in the hotel room one evening and I'm, I'm just thinking about this group. This group just will not leave my mind. And they had talked about groups earlier today, but I'm an admin of several groups, but this particular group had about 3,500 women in it and it had been dormant. And the, there was a round table event where people you could go and you could pick people's brains. And there was about 50 leaders there. And I'm going down my list. Like, who do I need? Who, who do I need to go talk to? And I'm like her, I'm going to go to her. So I just ran as soon as those doors open, I ran and I sat down at her table and I'm like, let me ask you about groups. <laughs> and so I started picking her brain. And so I'm telling her about this group and I don't know at this point, I don't know why, this is what God's having me do, but this is what he's having me do. And she's basically saying, well, your group. And I'm thinking, well, Ezekiel spoke to dry bones. Don't right. tell me something's dead. I'm like, you need to tell me something positive lady. Cause you're supposed to be the expert on groups. So anyway, she's, she told me a few things, most of which I already knew. So I go back to the hotel room and I prayed and I said, God, why is this group hot and heavy on my heart? What do you want me to do with this group? I mean, I'll just deactivate it. I don't have time to mess with it. You know, what do you want me to do? He said, change the name. So I changed the name and the name that came to me was Christian women encouraging one another. I was like, okay, that's a really long name, Lord, but okay, I'll change it. And so I changed it. Then the Holy Spirit instructed me to open it up to everybody to post. Now I'm a little bit of a control freak. I want to be able to say, Oh no, you can't post that in here. This, that's not Christian or no, 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 don't say that. You know, I'm like, I'm like a hound dog. I'm on it. You know? (laughs) So that was hard for me, but I was like, okay. 
So within the first 24 hours of changing the group name and opening the group up for other people to post, I went in and I said, you know, this group is now open for everyone to post, yada, yada, yada. Um, there were 23 posts in the first 24 hours. And so I just observed, I just observed for about a week and, and I went in and I made posts and I started paying attention to what people were posting on and commenting on and liking and sharing and yada, yada. And what I found was when people asked for prayer, more people would comment, like, and share when they were asking for prayer. And I'm thinking, okay, all right. So I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit of a purpose in the group. But what I also started noticing was there were people dropping out of the group, like boom, 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 leaving the group, leaving the group, leaving the group. And so what I realized is that there were people way back when that had added people to the group that maybe they wasn't Christian. And now that the group name says Christian, they're like, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. So they started leaving the group. But what it, the other interesting thing that started happening was people started joining and people started inviting. Yeah. And so we lost probably out of the 3,500, we probably lost about 500 members, which is fine because if they, if they don't want to be in the group, then we don't want, you know, right. We don't want those numbers reflecting something that's not true. So now we're at a little bit over 4,100. Um, that was, let's see, January, February, March, April, about four and a half months ago, no, three and a half months ago that we opened that up and now we're our engagement we're at about 10,000 likes comments posts and shares per month um out of a group of over 4100 women we have about 3500 are active daily which means they're either liking commenting posting sharing or viewing um and it's just been such an encouragement i've had lots of people reach out to me thanking me starting the group they said we really need this at this time we they need a place where they can feel safe where they can go and yeah. and share their hurt and their pain and ask for prayer and also to share encouraging things and to read encouraging things because when you go down through the page it's just one encouraging thing after another mixed in with some prayer requests and things and I do, um, I do a, a live series every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's called 20 Weeks to a New You. The Lord laid that on my heart um, mid-February. And this was before COVID hit. I mean, I, we knew it was overseas, but we didn't realize it was coming the way it did here. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'll do that. But that's kind of outside my wheelhouse. I don't want to be a TV host. I don't want to do interviews. That's not my thing. You know, I don't, you know, and I realized midway through that, you know what, there's about 250 to 300 views per video. And I was, when we were doing the event, we would have anywhere from 300 to 500 women come for a one day event. These videos and this group is touching lives daily. Yes. We are showing God's daughters. He loves them daily. And so to me, you know, I weigh it. Am I, am I making a bigger impact now through the group or did I make a bigger impact at the event? And at the end of the day, all that matters is that we're obedient and that we just do what God tells us to do in the season that we're in. 
because yes, that was what he wanted me to do then, but this is what he wants me to do now. And the end of this year or next year, it may look completely different. That's right. We just have to be open. Open and willing. And that is, that is huge. And I love the fact that even though, you know, the Lord, and, and the reason I know this is because I'm in the group and I was honored to be interviewed by you in the group on the topic of depression. And mm -hmm. I remember I was at first, I was a little befuddled because I thought, oh, I got the wrong topic because I seen someone else talking about it. And you had had several people for a whole month focus on that. I put that on your heart, knowing you know, the end from the beginning. And when yeah. he brought that into your, you know, your spirit, you didn't know about COVID. You didn't know that people right. were going to be at home. They were going to be under so much pressure financially, spiritually, emotionally. And yet he gave you that topic and not only gave it to you for one thing, had you talked to several people about it to really bring home and to bring healing. And I love that because maybe someone, you know, might not receive from me, but they'll receive from someone else. You know, right. you can say the same thing. And uh, several times, and it takes us to hear it many times to really get it. But sometimes people say it in a certain way and you're just like, oh, the light bulb goes off. So I loved that. So the fruit that's coming forth from this group is amazing. Women's lives are being changed. And, and you know, I have to say, when you were saying that, and I was thinking about media itself, what you're doing in that group, more and more people will see. When the ball's over at the end of the day, everybody mm -hmm. goes, Everybody talks about the stories. Everybody shares for it and looks with anticipation for the next time. But the people that were not there were not privy to it. But the people that watch the videos and women encouraging or Christian women encouraging, whenever they watch those, they can watch it over and over again. And I know the group is private, but they can also share that with someone or invite someone to the group, you know, where once the day's over, that's what's so amazing about video. It leaves a legacy. So, you know, you're leaving a legacy and an imprint on these women that they might not have had. And so what a beautiful thing to be obedient and to surrender and do it. And I beg to differ. You're an amazing host. Okay. I remember you were a guest host on a TV show one time and you interviewed me and, uh, you know, I was new to TV and, and, and so forth. And you did a great job. I was like, you got, you told me, you're like, I'd never done this before. And I was like, for real? Well, I'm just really good at talking. Well, they asked me to be on TV about the ball. So I went and I did the interview. Well, then a couple weeks later, they reach out to me and said, hey, can you be a host? And by the way, we want you to interview six people for, you know, three different shows, two, two per show. And I was like, okay, I've never done that before. And they're like, oh, no, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. I was like, okay. And so then they wanted me to find the guests, you know, as well. So I was like, okay, interesting. So I did that. And then um, next thing you know, I'm on, I was on Nashville Live, Nashville Unite and Bridges. And it was like, well, uh, I guess God wants me to be on TV. Oh, and then I was on um, Lisa Hook's Power Fueled Living, yes. me, and my, me and my husband. And it was like, I just, I, to me, being on TV or being a host or doing anything to do with that, that's big money and a very huge commitment and time consuming and technical and all that. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> but then God says, this. go do it. <laughs> then he says, go do it anyway. <laughs> well, that is exactly why I do this is because of one, um, you know, 
the expense, the time, the energy, all that goes into it. I know I've been on all those shows that you mentioned as well and and, and a handful of others. And, and it is a huge commitment. But, you know, goes back to what we were talking about earlier is that when you were hosting that show, you did not know that forward, what, three or four years later, that right. you would be hosting 20 weeks of interviews. So everything <laughs> we do is in preparation. And so I love that how he loves us so much. He gives us a sneak peek sometimes. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's right out of left field. Like the, like Paul, he dropped that into your spirit right out of left yeah. field in the middle of another project, maybe this project. So would you like to talk about your books and where they can find your books? Well, the first book is The Ultimate Price. Um, I did pull that one back because I want to edit it again because um, that was years ago when I wrote it and a lot's changed since then. Um, the other book is um, All That Is Broken Isn't Shattered. Mm -hmm. That book has been, it has been a labor of love. Oh. It's not available because um, I realized I got all the way to the end. I had one chapter left. I knew it was one chapter and God said, you haven't lived it yet. And I have lived it. I have lived it now <laughs> over the last two years. Um, and so I have officially finished the book and it has been sent to the editor and I'm expecting, honestly, I'm expecting that back any day now. And so hopefully my goal was to have that ready by October for the ball. So, and then the blue dress moments book, that's something that I just add to it as it comes. And that, I don't know when that will be ready. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I will make sure to get it out to the viewers when it's available and, you know, maybe we'll have you back on and we can talk about that and get that out into the hands of people, because I can promise you the journey that the Lord has taken Amanda through is just, it's a beautiful tapestry of his love and his, his grace and his mercy and those ribbons of grace flown through there. It's just such a beautiful thing. So if I was to ask you to leave the audience with a key, something to inspire and encourage them, Amanda, what would it be? I would say be pliable in the Lord's hands. If he tells you to move, move. If he tells you to sit still, sit still. If he tells you to go, go. Just be open because if you are open and willing, it is the most beautiful experience. Like Maggie said, it's like a tapestry of love and mercy and grace and just go with the flow when it comes to the Lord. Just go with the flow. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. And, and I wish that I wish I would have been able to get a hold of that years ago. But had I been, I wouldn't have went through a lot of the things that I've gone through now that makes me who I am. Everything we go through, the good, the bad, the ugly, God uses. So you're right. encouraged. If you're going through a time right now and you're struggling and you're you don't know why, just understand that God is going to use this. You know, Romans 828 tells us that all things, that means everything everything, the tragedies, the hurts, the pains, the highs, the lows, the, you know, everything we go through is for a purpose. And we, we get purpose and passion from that. So I just want to encourage you all to make sure that you stay encouraged out there. Uh, make sure that you tap into the keys of your life. And Amanda, I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, and hopefully it'll get you back on here soon because I just love spending time with you. It's so much fun. Thank you. For the viewers? God bless you.
Yes, y'all be blessed. We love you. And make sure you check the chat stream later today. We're going to have all the links to everything in there, including the group. So if you're a woman and you're a Christian, I encourage you to get in there uh, and participate and, and add value as value is being dropped into you. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.